God, you've done so much for us. God, you've delivered us from bondage, from sin, from pain. You're willing to do so much, Lord God, that we might have life, that we might have hope. I just declare this morning that your orphans no longer, that you are nobody's mistake. But that your Father in heaven knew that you would be here, that you were be in this very moment and wanted you to know that he is your Father and you are his son, you are his daughter. You just need to accept him this morning and cry out and say, Father, I need you. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to worship in your presence. Lord, this is not some mystical event, some emotional response we're trying to conjure up, Lord God, but a sincere expression of us caring about you. So, Lord, I pray that all doubt would just leave the room in Jesus' name. It's all about you. So thank you for your spirit and your presence this morning. Thank you for your amazing grace and that we have a chance to take part in that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team. Church, we're blessed to have wonderful musicians at our church. I don't know if you'd agree, but they are awesome, awesome people. Last night, we had a chance to uh, have a, a music practice, and we have one every once or twice a month, twice every, once every two months. There you go. And, uh, and it's just, it's good to be in God's presence together, and there are plenty of much larger churches who have much less volunteers to draw from. We are blessed to have as many people as we have. And, and just their hearts wanting to worship, their hearts wanting to express authentic worship to God, it's just such a blessing. And uh, it's just an honor to be able to lead worship with them. We're so glad that you're uh, here this morning in God's presence together. And I was just gripped by that song today. Of, of who God is and who we are. Sometimes we're, we get lost in, uh, in life thinking that we're garbage or we're, we're, we're forgotten and we're just never forgotten. We're just never out of the mind of God. Did you know that? We're never out of his mind. We're never out of his thoughts. And that seems like, you see, I can only think of one thing at a time and even then that's rough. But... God has 
is perfect. And in, in, his, in his omniscience, he can be everywhere and, and engage with everybody in multiple levels. So it's not just one at a time. If, if God was just interacting with us one at a time, then it would be, uh, it would be, you know, it would take a long time since there's like billions of people on the planet. But God, and how extraordinary he is, connects with each and every one of us all at the same time. So what that means is that when God made us, when he created us, when he decided that you would be you and that me, I would be me, that our, who we are is on his mind, is in his thoughts. You're nobody's mistake. And you'll never be forgotten. You'll never be left behind. Not if you trust in God. I just wanted you to know that. Um, I really admire, um, I really admire the people at Home Depot. <laughs> they, uh, they have taken upon themselves to try and teach people to do things on their own, to do projects on their own. And they've been tasked with trying to teach people like me how to do it yourself. And uh, I don't know how many do-it-yourself projects you'd like to take over, but I try not to take over do-it-yourself projects because it doesn't tend to work out very good for me. Because when I try and do it for myself, generally I don't necessarily know what I'm doing. And so I'm trying to go off of YouTube, right? YouTube helps us to learn how to do things. How do I do this? Type that into YouTube and you can see lots of interesting things of how to do certain things. Do it yourself. Just go to YouTube. How do I do this? Now, YouTube isn't always that reliable and sometimes, you know, it's not appropriate stuff on YouTube. So you can't necessarily always go there. But... For me, you, do-it-yourself projects is, is a little bit, you know, it's a little bit scary. And I, I don't remember if I've, I think I've told you the story about the muffler. I've told you the muffler story, right? You guys know this? Does anybody not know the muffler story? Well, let me tell you, because it's an amazing do-it-yourself story. An amazing story of when Pastor Shane, when I was younger and foolish and without children, decided to try and fix his exhaust system without, you know, uh, without typical parts. You know, the parts that cost lots of money, and I didn't want to spend the money on those parts, but we had to travel to the United States, and so there was a big hole in the exhaust of my muffler, and so I thought, I can fix this. All I need is, a, is some metal and some clamps, and I can fix this. So what I decided to do is I couldn't come up with any, you know, sheet metal because I'm me and I don't have sheet metal. Some people who do have sheet metal, well, congratulations. <laughs> I don't have sheet metal, so the best thing I had closest to a piece of sheet metal was a spaghetti can. <laughs> right? A spaghetti can, that's just as good as sheet metal. And it's in a circular form already. I don't even have to mold it around a circle. It's already in a circular portion, right? Like, it's already there. And so I thought to myself, I don't need a piece of sheet metal. I don't need to take this somewhere and spend money on it. I'll just take a spaghetti can, get one clamp on one side, one clamp on the other, tighten it up, and bam, new exhaust. That lasted about an hour and a quarter. 
just enough time for us to get over the border about 30 minutes for when my exhaust system, muffler and everything, broke off and started rolling down the interstate in New York. Anyways, I try and not do do-it-yourself projects because they don't work out for me because I'm, I'm not thinking to myself, how can I fix this and do it right? I'm thinking to myself, how can I fix this for the least amount of money possible? And that's not really the good motivation, is it? That's not really what, what you're trying to do. And so I just, sometimes we get into Christianity and we've been talking about getting connected. We've been talking about connecting to our network, that God has given us a group of people around us that he has put in our lives, that we know their names, We're building, we've built relationships with them already, that God has put in our place for us to talk to, for us to reach out to, for us to share the gospel with, for us to love and to be God's expression to them. And I've been talking for the, for the last three or four weeks about getting connected to them and staying connected to them. And, and, and even last week, we talked about growing healthy connections. I'm going to put my guitar pick down. But sometimes in Christianity, we kind of get this idea that we have to do this by ourselves, that we have to do it ourselves, that we have to accomplish this goal ourselves. And so I know I've been talking about your personal network. And even at the beginning, I said, hey, look, no one else, no one else is responsible for your network. Only we are. However, I don't want us to get confused as to saying that it's just our responsibility. It's just all up to us to fulfill God's purposes in, in our life, to go and make disciples of all people in all nations. That we absolutely need to work together in, in doing this, we can work together in, in accomplishing this thing. Because we are all connected. If you write in, if, if you type in, if we are all connected in, uh, in Google, you will get a lot of interesting responses. There's a lot of new agey ideas of how everything in the world is connected. And then there's a powerful energy that forces us. Yes, the force that connects us all. And there's a Star Wars idea there. And, and so there's, I'm not talking about a mystical event. I'm not talking about a cloud of force. But the truth is, is that we're... We are all connected. Because at, at this point, it, sometimes it can be hard for even us to get alone anymore, right? It's hard to be alone because we all have phones and we all have, and people want to get a hold of us. They want to text us, right? They text you and listen, they want to text right back. When they text you, they're expecting you to text them back. And if you don't text them back, they're wondering, why haven't they text me back? I wonder if they're mad at me. I wonder if they're upset with me. They have, it's been like 45 seconds and no text has come back and no one, they haven't texted me back. How come they haven't texted me? And then they get upset with you. They start getting up. How come you didn't text me back? What's the deal? You got a problem? How come you haven't, like I texted you. How come you didn't text me back? It's been like a minute and a half and you haven't texted me back. And you know what, you know what the, the response is when they want to text back and you haven't texted them back? You know what the response is? Question mark. Right? You get a text that just says question mark. I sent you a text. Question mark. How come you haven't sent me back a text? Do you know what that is? It's textual harassment. That's what it is. I'm being harassed by text. I'm being textually harassed. Yeah, I just said that. 
I don't want to be harassed. Sometimes I do want to be alone. Because it's sometimes it's, it's, it's hard for us to, it can be hard for us to get alone. And sometimes we can feel overwhelmed about being connected. And I know I've been talking about evangelism for a long time, haven't I? And sometimes we can begin to feel like, well, how much do I have to do? Like, like how much is my responsibility? Like, this is a lot of pressure on my shoulders. I've got all of these people that I know, and I'm, you're telling me I'm supposed to share the love of Jesus to each and every one of them, and I have to say the exact same thing to everybody that I'm supposed to talk to, and, and this is such a huge responsibility. And you know what happens is we get so overwhelmed with the task that we shut down. And we think, well, if I can't do it all, I'm not doing anything. But I want you to know today, church, I want you to know that we do not have to do this alone. That we are a network. Our church family is a network. And that we are all connected. That there is a reason that we all know each other. I don't know what that reason is, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why God put you in my life or you put, God put me in your life. But God has a plan. He has a purpose that we're supposed to be in each other's network. We're supposed to help each other. We're supposed to make this a healthy network. And you're just like, wow, more responsibility. That's not what it is. It's help. It's dependency that we can work together to help each other reach our networks. Second Corinthians. We've been in Second Corinthians for a long time. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15 and 16. Okay, here's what, remember, uh, remember Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, and the Corinthians, people in the Corinthian church, some of the people in the Corinthian church didn't think that Paul had the right to speak to them because he was a missionary, and he wasn't there at that church at the time, but he had planted the church, and so, hey, he had authority. But people in the Corinthian church were all upset with Paul, saying, why are we listening to Paul? What authority does he have on our lives? And Paul had every authority, and so in, in response to this, he says a couple of things. We did not boast and claim credit for the work someone has done. Instead, we hope that your faith will grow so that the boundaries of our work among you will be extended. Then we'll be able to go and preach the good news in other places far beyond you when no, where no one else is working. Then there'll be no question of, our, of a boasting about the work done in someone else's territory. Notice this part that it says, instead we hope that your faith, here's, here's the idea this morning, that your faith would grow so that the boundaries of our work among you will be extended. That your faith would grow so that the boundaries of our work would be extended. So, this morning, I want us to talk about building each other's faith, helping each other work your network so that your faith would grow. So, Because you know what it's like when, you, when you're doing something and you're doing something all by yourself and you feel discouraged, like when you're doing a do-it-yourself project and you know that you're doing it wrong, but there's nothing else that you can do about it because you're all by yourself and you're trying to figure it out and I get frustrated like, this is not the right way to do it, I know it is, but there's no one here to help me. And then there are those moments when you have really, really smart people with you who know exactly what they're doing. 
and they help you step by step. And it's not scary, it's not worrisome, but it can actually be fun. If you need to put up a trampoline, I'm awesome at that. I have taken trampolines apart and I've put them together. I am amazing at that. There's other things I'm not so amazing. But listen, if you need help, then we gather together. We work together and try and get things done. The point is, is that the way that our faith can grow in the process of, our, of us reaching our network is to do a few things together to help one another accomplish that task. So the first thing that we need to realize is that our, our networks, they intersect. They intersect. That if you, were to write, if you were to draw a circle of all the people in your network and a circle of all the people in my network, the circles would overlap because we're in each other's network. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 to 16 as a result, we're no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects of him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. Let me read that again. From the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. We have intersecting networks. We do not function properly apart. It doesn't work. There are certain things that you need in order to make an engine go, and if you take some of those parts out, it does not work. We need each other to work properly. We need each other to function properly. Because there are certain parts of my network, certain people in my life that I'm not going to be able to reach without somebody helping me. You're just like, well, hasn't God made you responsible for that network? He has, but he's also made me responsible that you're in my network and I need your help. <laughs> so let's do this together. This isn't about us trying to accomplish something on our own because a lot of times when we try and accomplish things on our own, it's because we want to say that we did this. You see that? I did that. You see that exhaust? I fixed that exhaust. We want to say that we did it. We want to do it ourselves because sometimes there's this idea that rises up in us that says, I don't need anybody else's help. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it done. Well, the truth is, is that we honestly don't work properly by ourselves. We're not going to do the right thing. Listen, we're not going to do it the right way if we're doing it by ourselves. That's humbling, isn't it? It's humbling to think about that if we're doing it by ourselves, we're not doing it the right way. Well, we're not because we're all connected. We're all the body of Christ. 
and we don't function properly without one another. We're all joined together, that we're joined together with joints. The, the, <laughs> it's funny, the King James Bible says that we're joints, that we're joined together, that we're all connected together. And that each of us working together within this body of Christ is going to accomplish what we need to accomplish. So the first thing is, is that your network is connected to our network. The people that God has given you responsibility to reach is, is also part of, of this network because God's called us all together as a church, as a body, as a, as a family of believers to reach the lost, to reach people. And so we work together. First thing is we need to realize that, that our networks intersect. The second thing we need to realize is that when your network thrives, it benefits the rest of us. When something happen, happens in your life that's good, when God works through you to reach someone that God has called you to reach, that benefits everybody. It benefits the church. Well, how do I know? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12, two people are better than one. They can help each other succeed. If one person fails, the other one can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? One person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. No, this is not a marriage ceremony. But you often hear this scripture verse. See, I happen to believe this isn't just about marriage. I happen to believe that this is truth for even friendships. That two's better than one and three. Three people working together to accomplish the goals and the tasks that God has put in front of them. Man, that's unbreakable, the Bible says. That is like something that is so hard to break. So what's to stop us for two or three of us? Look, I'm not talking about 10, 15, 20 people. I'm talking two or three. For us to band together and to help each other reach each other's network. And because when your network thrives, it benefits the rest of us. What you do good for, what you do good for your network is good for Bradford Community Church. You know why? Because it encourages you. I'm encouraged when, when I get to share the love of Jesus and, and I get to bless someone and I'm, I, I get a chance to be kind to someone and it makes, it makes me feel good. It lifts up my spirit. It gives me more faith. And you know what? That's good for you. That's good for Bradford Community Church because when I'm encouraged, I like to encourage. When I feel strong, I feel like I've got more strength to bring. And so it's better that we're together when we're trying to accomplish what God has called us to do. Because when you're encouraged, I'm encouraged. And then your encouragement turns to my encouragement, turns to your encouragement, turns to somebody else's encouragement. And we begin to affect all of the people in the network. You know how many people represent, are represented here this morning? If we were to draw and add up all the circles all the networks and all the people and all of the networks that are represented in our church this morning? It'd be over 1,000. It'd be 1,500 for sure. 
one person comes in and encourages the body, that can affect literally 1,500 people in a day. So we work together. We realize that we're in this together, that we need to encourage each other in the body, saying, how's it going? You know what? We need to start sharing our hearts with one another that says, hey, who are you trying to reach out to? What's going on in your network? What's happening? In, what's going on with you? How, how can I help you? Oh, I'm really trying to reach this person who's on my kid's sports team, or I'm really trying to reach this person who goes to my kid's school, or I'm really trying to reach this person at my, at my workplace because they really need Jesus, and I'm really trying to help this person who's having a tough time in their marriage, and I really want to encourage them. And this person has tons and tons of questions about their faith and, and right now they're serving some other God and I, just, I really just want to give them the truth. Church, we need to share all of these things because we can encourage you. We can help you. We can cheer you on. And say, hey, maybe you should, maybe, you know, maybe here's another way to share or here's something else that you can do. But if you don't share, if we don't realize that, look, when something good happens to you in your network, it blesses all of us. And that when something happens in my work, it blesses all of you. And as we bless each other, as we encourage one another, we're going to reach more people. Because we won't be doing it alone. We won't be so discouraged. We won't be sitting on the floor thinking to ourselves, oh man, I did this wrong again, and I did this wrong again, and I did this wrong again, but there's nobody here to help me, so i got to do this by my... You don't have to do this by yourself. But it takes a little bit of humility to say, I need help. Can you pray for me? Can you help me with this? Let's share these things together so we're not doing it alone. Because I know what it's like to be all alone and discouraged about the failures and about, the, about my own self-esteem and trying to reach the people around me. When your network benefits, mine does too. So we've got to think of a broader picture here. Listen, we've got to think of a broader picture here, Okay? I love that you're here. I love that you're here worshiping with us together. But we are the church and God's people together. If your neighbor invites you to come to their house for a barbecue at 12 noon on Sunday, go to the barbecue. Go to the barbecue. Because that means you're reaching somebody in your network. Well, there's meat there. But that means... That means you're reaching somebody in your network and you become the extension of our network. And as you bring the light into a dark place, you bring that back with you and say, I was able to meet with my friends and encourage them and bring the love of Jesus. Yes, it happened on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning. I didn't miss some of the church. But listen, I was there representing our church, our network, so that we could forward the gospel of Jesus Christ. When your network benefits, it, net, it benefits our network. What Christ is doing through you to bring blessing is also going to bring blessing to this house, to this home. So I encourage you, Realize that when you're faithful, when you're faithful to the people in your network and bringing the cause of Christ to dark places, when you're faithful to those people, please do not feel guilty about missing something here, but realizing that we're all working together. 
And church, pastors don't usually say this. But the reality is, is that I'd love for this place to be jam-packed. But I would love it even more if half the people were reaching their network through the function of our church. Because we're not here to fill these seats. We're here to fill heaven. What's going on in your network is going to encourage this one. Right? Now, please come to church next week, okay? <laughs> Maybe we can cut that other recording after there, Ivan. I don't know. It's just a message between you and I. And we are the hands extended. I pray, and this is Paul's prayer, I pray that your faith would grow so that the boundaries of our work would be extended. I pray that your faith would rise up so that we could accomplish even more for the kingdom of God. But that only happens if each of us as individuals, our faith rises up and our faith grows. That's the only way that happens. So the, the last part is just helping each other to have a healthy network. So listen. Here comes the practical application. You have to talk to each other. <laughs> you have to tell each other about what's going on in each other's lives. You have to share what's going on in your network to other people. Okay? And the next thing that we can do is start involving people in this network in your personal network. Okay, because there are certain things that I like to do that I'm going to do anyway. Okay, I like going to the Blue Jays game. So as a church, for the men, we're going to a Blue Jays game. There's not going to be preaching there. We're not going to have a Bible study while we're in the seats. We're just going to watch baseball. We're going to have fun together. We're going to eat overpriced food together. The goal is to be together. How easy is it for us to say, do you want to go to the game? Why don't you come? My church is going to the game. There's not going to be preaching. No one's going to get in your face. I'm going anyway. Why don't you come with me? Maybe it has nothing to do with the church program. Maybe you're just going, you know, maybe you're like Pastor Corey and you're going on a motorcycle ride and you're just like, hey, you want to go on a motorcycle ride? Oh, you drive a motorcycle. You want to go for a ride? That's what's going on. Pastor Corey, he likes playing. Okay, I see your hand, Ivan. I appreciate that. Maybe you like playing paintball. I don't like to play paintball. I'll let you understand why. Because the mask always fogs up, okay? It always fogs up. Can you see the perspiration on my head? The mask fogs up, and then I become a sitting target, okay? A sitting target for people who have paintballs that go 30, 30 paintballs come out in a second. So I am not playing paintball because the mask fogs up. You know what, Ivan? I'm like the slow-moving bear in your video game, dude. I'm like the slow-moving bear playing paintball in your video game. So no way I'm going to be the slow-moving bear that's in stage one of your video game. 
I don't know what you like to do. Maybe you like to do racing. Maybe you like to do horseback riding. Maybe you like to fix things with your hands. I don't know what you like to do, but it started... It's time to start involving each other in what you're doing in life. It doesn't have to be a sermon. It doesn't have to be a small group Bible study. It's just about the family of God getting together and being encouraged by being together. Today at 3 o'clock, my son Judah has a floor hockey game in Stroud. You're all welcome to come. You're all welcome to come because you know what? The people there are the people that God has put in my network. And imagine for a second that 30 other people showed up. And I'm not, I'm not putting pressure on you. But imagine if 30 other people showed up to cheer on Judah. I wonder what the other people would say. What is with those people? Who are they? They're from my church. They came here to see your kid play floor hockey? Yeah. They did. Really? You don't think the 1,500 people at the graduation of Pastor Jonathan saw the 30 of us stand and cheer and thought to themselves, I wish I had a group of people like that for me. I'm not boasting. What I'm saying is, is that we can cheer each other on and it doesn't have to be hard. Because your kids are doing stuff. Listen, your kids are doing stuff. You need to let us know about it. So we can come and cheer them on. So we, so we can help you in your network. We're not going to go and give out tracks to all the people in your network. <laughs> hugs. We can give them hugs. Hot dogs? Mary. <laughs> Call Mary. She's supplying the hot dogs. Like, what? Whatever family thing you've got going on, Mary, you need to hook up with Mary. Like, she's, not, she's got a doubt. But listen, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be that complicated. So I don't know what, it, I don't know what you're into. I don't know what something that you enjoy. Like, I love, listen, I love going garage sailing on Saturday morning. If you want to go garage sailing with me, we will have a rocking good time. So count on it. Saturday morning, I am garage sailing somewhere. Somewhere. If you are like a freak like me and you want to go garage sailing, I am going garage sailing. So you can come with me and we will find stuff. I would love to go with you. It would be awesome. But the point is, is that it is easy to do this. It's easy to do this. And, we're, and it's about doing the stuff that we're already doing. I'm not asking to go mountain climbing. Man, I hate mountain climbing. Yeah, me too. But Pastor Shane says we have to go if we want to be good Christians. <laughs> Do the stuff that you're already doing. How hard is it for me to show up at some kid's game? I'm just going to c- come and show up and we'll hang out and, and Mary will bring the hot dogs and, and <laughs> we'll enjoy each other's company. 
Maybe you do like rock climbing. There are other people here who like rock climbing. Maybe you do like doing some other stuff. We just have to let each other know what's going on. It's not a popularity contest. It's not like how many people are going to come to your thing. Who's going to come to my thing? It doesn't matter. It's about staying connected. It's about your network and us encouraging each other in this network so that your network would grow. And I'm telling you, the faith that you would have to say something about Christ, to stand up for your faith when there's 10 other people from the church who are sitting on the sidelines, who are participating in what you're doing, I'm telling you, your faith will be high. Your faith will grow when you're surrounded by the people who love you. So let's do that. It's simple. It's just about a schedule. So we're going to make up a schedule. We've got a sign-up list. It's out at the back. All it is, Becky's got it in her hand. All it is, sign your name, date. This is what's going on. If your kids are doing something, if your work is doing something, if there's some way that we can get involved, then write it down. And then every week we'll know. This is what's going on this week. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to show up. Because if I show up at your network, instead of one, it's two. And then if one more comes, an unbreakable strand of faith. An unbreakable strand of faith. This is easy to do. It takes time. It takes planning and realizing that just you showing up builds faith in the people around you, brings strength to the network of others. And what they could only do by themselves now with you helping them can accomplish so much more. What does the Bible say? One puts a thousand to flight, two puts ten thousand. That's not my math. <laughs> that's, that's Bible math. That's Jesus' math. Just you showing up to encourage another person and what's going on in their life can bring strength and bring faith and bring change into their network. And that is our faith grows, the network will grow. The boundaries of our network will grow and we'll be able to reach more people so that more people will come to know Jesus. Because that's our goal, amen? That's our goal. So listen, do you understand what I'm saying? We can do this. But it doesn't work unless you sign up. It doesn't work unless you put your name on the clipboard and say, hey, this is what's going on. And you might think to yourself, I'm not sure if I want all the church people to come to my thing. Well, then you need to invite somebody personally or just let people know, hey, this is what's going on. We're just here to encourage one another. We're not going to do, we're not going to be super embarrassing. I mean, Pastor Corey, maybe, but not me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Make sense? Would you pray with me this morning? I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. We're going to do a fun song just to close our service. And Would you bow with me? Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be together this morning. Just us being together is encouraging. Just us being together is going to grow our networks. 
just us encouraging one another. And this is why, God, you tell us to not grow tired of, of, of gathering together. Because, God, you have a message of truth that so many people need to hear. You have a message of grace and love and kindness that so many people need to hear, Lord God, and we can help each other spread this message. We can help each other connect with the people in our own networks that we feel like are impossible to reach, but with one more person that could grow our faith enough to say the right thing at the right time in the right moment. So Father, I pray that we would not be intimidated, we would not be scared, but that we would share. We would share our networks with one another, we would share our hearts with one another, what's going on in each other's lives together, so that we can work together to see you change lives, because your love is amazing. And this message this morning of being a child of God is a message that so many other people need to hear that the love of Christ is available to them. God, help us to do that. I pray you'd be with us this morning, God, as we fellowship together. God, as we hear about Israel together, Lord, I I pray that you would bless this food, that you would bless our time together, and that you, Lord God, your name would be proclaimed. That just this moment, Lord God, is going to affect hundreds and hundreds of people because of what you've done here this morning. Thank you for your presence, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you just stand? We're just going to sing this song as a close. I can sing of your love forever. 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 I can sing of your love forever.
God bless you. Hopefully you can stick around, join some food with us, and learn about Israel.